This was pretty outstanding. Last week, you know, I told you it was kind of setting everything up. This continues setting right. everything up, and I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think this so was So that was the problem episode. that I had with it. The, uh, my problem I had with it was it could have just been, just makes make episode one longer. It was all this, I mean... I, they could have. I mean, I'll argue that point. It could have been an hour and a half episode um, yeah. instead of two two-hour episodes. But this episode, for me, was... Probably one of my favorites of the series. I think it's one of, of the whole series. Of the series as well. Yes, of the whole Tired. series. Um, so Hot. much happens. <laughs> so much happens in this one episode. It's unreal. Um, even like just the littlest details here and there. Things are even hinted at. Things are referenced to. Things that are going to be alluded to in the future. Um, setting up all the possibilities for the end game. Oh, Endgame. What? Endgame. What, what podcast is this? Yeah, wait, <laughs> what, what show are you watching? <laughs> we were watching I'm the watching, wrong uh, thing. Avengers <laughs> Infinity <laughs> Oh, shoot, I have wrong one. He's watching Tony Stark, uh, right? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> oh, wrong Stark. Tony Stark, oh, Winterfell bad. ruler. Dang it. <laughs> yep, he's yes, watching lot, Agents of so, S.H.I.E.L.D. That's what it is. I was thinking about this because there, there is division online about people. You know, some people were meh on it like you were Alex and a lot of people said this was a great episode maybe one of the best of the series and I think that I mean obviously everyone watches shows for different reasons some people yeah that, more I action. know where some you're people going want yep. more dialogue there's gonna be a slower pace some people like a faster pace personally to me I wish there was a little bit more action which is why I loved the episode of Blackwater because there was action and you know slower moments you know moments of dialogue and character development um, versus, say, the Battle of the Bastards, which is probably the best battle scene of all time, but it was nothing but battle scenes, and mm-hmm. it was not my thing. Well, and don't um, get me wrong. When I say that it was meh, I, I, I just mean, like I said, it could have just been a continuation. Uh, I don't want it to be a continuation of season or of episode one. I wanted it to just be episode one. Like, right. that's, that's really all that I needed, uh, but it was good. Uh, like I said, um, don't take my meh for <laughs> take it with a grain of salt sure, because sure. it was still it was still very good. I actually there was so many scenes that I very much enjoyed, but yeah, I, it was just lacking and just just not enough. I just need that little sliver of action. That's it, all I need. It needed. feels right. like the episode is completely entirely designed so that they really rip your heart out in episode three. Oh, that, that's like oh, the entirety God, of yeah. episode. Like episode one is. Hello, how are you doing? Episode two is let's get really close together. And then episode three is going to rip apart that closeness. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- this episode not only did that, but it also it did everything. It, it reintroduced you to all the characters. It reintroduced you to all the themes, um, the plot lines, everything, and even the possibilities of what's to come. So it really gave you everything. It's like, okay, here's the big setup because we know it's been a while since you probably watched it. It's been a lot of information to input over the years. So here's like a quick condensed version of everything to remind you of what's going to happen going forward. And <laughs> To yeah. rip your heart out, pretty much. Yeah. You know? I mean, um, yeah. but they're at the very start. No, I'm some... watching the intro, yeah, and Lena Headley's not in it, and I'm like, okay, 
I see what we're doing here. We're just going to remove her as the third name in the little title sequence. Mm-hmm. And that sets mm-hmm. up kind of really we're focusing on every single character we have setting yes. up a gigantic battle without the person who's actually on the Iron Throne right now. Interesting, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing to really do with her right now, really. I don't think we're going to see her in probably until the final two episodes, most likely. Who knows? Yeah. This could be well, a long battle. Shoot, who knows? Mate, let's... Uh... Maybe it happens uh, in episode three. You know, what if let's just say know. let's just say uh, Daenerys says, you know what? Screw you guys. You guys don't want to <laughs> fight. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm going to take my dragon. I'm going to go head over to King's Landing and just set fire to the whole place. You make a good point, actually. I mean, I don't I specifically try not to watch any of the teasers for the next week's episode. So I don't know what's going to happen. Well, no, that was um, not in the teaser. Pure that's speculation. just what I did. Yeah. Just, yeah, that was yeah, just I know, my theory but I'm like, of what that, could That's happen. a good point. He, she might, you know, she might be so mad. That, that's one of the things that came up that was a big point, you know, this this episode that I personally did not like the way they handled that scene. I think it was a little too, like, over Wait. the top. Like, you know, he could have stopped her and said, no, but I, I'm not trying to take your throne. I'm just telling you what's happening. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And, At the and very, she definitely very jumped end. to conclusions. And yeah. the thing yeah. is, like, if you're John... John and you're about to fight a battle where you could possibly die. Maybe you save this conversation for when you yes. win rather than right before you begin. I don't know. Just maybe right. if I was it the was, person. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely a showrunner error. I mean, I don't know. It was, it was, they were definitely building that up for the big tension in the, in the battle, well, I guess. So and also, I, I you, he kind of had to say something. He couldn't avoid Daenerys True. the whole time because she's sitting there going, this is our last night alive. I need to get some booty. Right. And... Yeah, he was avoiding her the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, he was. He uh, and was then he had, pretty much to had to say, too. by the way, I'm your nephew. That's why yeah, I can't way, give you booty anymore. Yeah. She should have well, said, it's here, been done before, man. <laughs> let's yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's be just like those Lannisters. I do like my parents and my grandparents. <laughs> I don't think she's bothered by by the incest. I think she's bothered by the fact that he has the, he, yes. uh, the throne. Well, yeah, it, it, it's Isn't that the craziest part? <laughs> because she said specifically in that episode, my entire life has been building towards the Iron Throne. It's been my singular goal. Yes. And then recently, right. John has come into my life to change that. So in one fell swoop, John hits both. He hits the throne, plus he hits the relationship yeah, together. Guess, huh? yeah. It's kind of a double header. <laughs> Hold on, should we should we start from the beginning, like the very of first the scene of Jamie sure. Lannister? The very first scene gave me goosebumps. I was surprised. The very first I, scene I really liked it. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. There was One so much tension in that room. That's ridiculous. Series. They they pretty much said she was like, "You murdered my family. We thought about all the things that were bad things that we're going to do to you," and then it was just like, "Oh no, I vouch for him." I vouch for him too. Oh yeah, hey, I vouch for him too. Yeah, and then it's like, no. Well, um, I so guess we're okay, that, okay. I guess this guy. Here's your sword. Go walk around freely. Go do whatever so you want now. So here's what's happening with this scene, um, and it's been happening for since day one, episode one. It's all about honor. It's about loyalty, family, respect, and all these themes that have been building up through the whole series. And we're getting to a point where, like, you know, what, you know, what really is loyalty? What really is, um, what are these themes? Um, what do they mean to these people? And does it really matter the way that they were, you know, beholden of them before, you know? Um, and for Jamie, you know, he made some interesting points, um, talking to them and, pretty much told him like he would do it again you know yeah exactly if he had to but it doesn't matter because that's not the point now the point now is that the, everything has changed 
Um, and he has changed as a person. And not only that, that it's bigger than that moment. It's like an overarching theme that the show and maybe even George R. R. Martin's going to touch upon in his final novels is that um, this is humanity and we see them at their absolute worst for, for book after book and show after show and how bad they can be, right? And then finally near the end, they're finally coming to a place where they're bettering themselves as a human race. And it's almost like, yeah, maybe they are worth, you know, saving these living people. So for a while, I was like, you know what? That Night King should just get rid of all of them. These are awful people doing awful things. Still hoping and they've for that. changed. <laughs> I know you're hoping for that. Um, I'm like Tyrion. I hope not. Um, I, even though I do like darkness, I think this episode really brought those themes home in that one scene really well. I think it was really, really handled pretty well. It's just while I'm watching, I go and I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is that whole continuation of episode one of what Bran's going to say in relation to Jamie and how everything's going. And then that's not really touched on at all. And he talks to Brienne. I'm I like, know. oh, yeah, there's that whole sequence with him and Brienne. And then Sansa sticks up for him. I'm like, oh, yeah, the whole Sansa Tyrion yeah, thing and the Tyrion yeah, Jamie thing. thing. Yeah, it's like all, all these different interconnection things. And Daenerys yes. is the total outsider who is the complete decider of it. Right. Right. But, but she's just, just fun. She she bows out. Almost instantly, right? Once everybody's like, oh, yeah, I vouch for this guy. Which is so cool. It's like, oh, my God, she's not really that in power. She's like looking at all these other people. It's like, wow, I'm like this person from a far off land that came back to her own homeland. And I has no idea what's going on around here. You know, she almost she almost felt like she was like, I don't know, belittled and kind of shrunk down, you know. Now, that That's was one thing I'm that I they're setting up. You know, I, I see it online um, posted of Daenerys lashing right. out and turning into the bad guy, essentially, because right. through seven seasons, she's the fan favorite. Everybody's rooting for her. Oh, yeah. Oh, I not love my Daenerys. Fan favorite, not mine. <laughs> I'm talking about collective um, fans, but you know where I'm headed with that. And now <laughs> to have her, you know, <laughs> losing slowly but surely her grasp on everyone else and then losing her grasp on the throne that she's going for and just to alienate kind of herself against John and John alienating himself. I don't know. It seems like they're setting up for her to essentially turn on. I wouldn't be surprised if she kills John or say they're both on dragons and she knocks him off or something yeah. during this fight, or she does something to stab John in the back during the course of this fight. And they've been saying this up since season one. This is nothing new. If you actually watch the show and pay attention to it, I mean this, I, from the scene at the, where she sees the vision of the future, um, of herself and in, uh, in the, Landing. yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my in God, there, yeah. She is going to be the mad queen. She's going to turn evil and she's going to go that way. There, there's that possibility. She has the Targaryen blood. She's going to fire up and things are going to go bad. And it's going to be bittersweet the way George R. R. Martin said. And I, and you keep watching episode after episode where she's in charge and like, wow, she is screwing up everything. I mean, she's freeing these people, but leaving wreckage behind just does not know how to rebuild after she frees people. Like she's kind of goes, cool, you're free and screw your land. I'm going to take off and go to the next land because all I care about is this Iron Throne over here. Um, so well, and really, that's the thing. Me, she's not looking at the bigger picture, though. I mean, not. the bigger picture is to fight this Night King. And yet all right. like even her interaction with Sansa, where I that scene where she touches Sansa's hand and they're having the heartfelt conversation. And then Sansa's like, well, what are you going to do when <laughs> yeah. you know, what happens when all this is said and done? And, you know, we're not we're not going to be well, I mean, we'll be friends, but, but yeah, you you're know, not this be is this is going to be our own kingdom. We fought yeah. for this and watching Daenerys's hand whip back and she starts fiddling with her fingers yeah. immediately. All I could think of was that Cersei. 
that's Cersei sitting in that chair. Like it, even the mm-hmm. like minuscule little finger twitching, I yeah, felt like I was Cersei watching there. Cersei Lannister. Yeah. yeah, and you know, you mentioned the dream. I just am watching rewatching season two, and Daenerys says when she's uh, talking to the whatever that greatest city that ever will or will be, whatever it's called, <laughs> and she says. Yeah, yeah. My dreams always come true. (laughs) And she says that plainer than day, that my dreams always come true. And then we see her with that dream where there's all in the Red Keep. It's completely snowed over. So we're heading to that point. It's not a question mark. I think it's It's an eventuality. But it's totally dilapidated, too. I mean, it's almost like the whole roof is burned in and Well, you can see it a bunch of different ways. I don't know what it exactly means, but it's still an eventuality of it's going to happen. It could be the Night King is actually the ruler and Daenerys is just witnessing it. Daenerys could take what the Night King is doing and build upon it. But whatever it is, that's where I think we're headed. And to see it kind of slowly build out through these character interactions is just super fun to watch. Like Prague said, this episode is. is really just well done. And that kind of... Went into our talk last week off the record where we were saying Prague is talking about online ideas of the original seasons and go really well with the books. There's really great writing and has it kind of fallen off in the more recent seasons. And when you said that at first, I didn't really recall it because I hadn't watched season one and two for so long. But now that I've been rewatching it. The stark difference is definitely there. You see oh, these soliloquies and conversations <laughs> that they have in the right. earlier seasons that just aren't there. The now. soliloquies, they don't do that anymore, right? It's like even watch like if you even listen to what Tyrion says in his lines, he was a much different person back then. In Tyrion, terms of like I think, is the biggest uh, kind of difference example right? of the difference. Yeah. And I wonder if George R. R. Martin kind of sees himself in Tyrion. And that's why there's such, oh, sure does, such yeah. a focus on him early and without his influence, they kind of like don't know what to do with Tyrion. Exactly. They, they don't. They really don't, which is unfortunate. I mean, it's not like they're bad writers, but you can tell that the writing is not the same as it was in those first, those early episodes, unfortunately. And then, but um, they still borrow some. Now that we get it. into this episode two, do they kind of, did they bring it back a little in your eyes? You know, because we they talked did. about I that mean, after episode one. This episode had really good writing. <sighs> They did. I think, I mean, the dialogue wasn't up there, in my opinion, but I think the writing was. I think the way that they dealt with the relationships and touched upon the lore and really um, positioned these people in ways that I was not expecting. And it was kind of cool. Even um, I'm just looking at my bullet points here because there was a lot that happened. Um, So like even like Arya, for instance, um, I know she had that controversial scene, but for, for her, like, you know, not only was I like not, I never would have expected like to see an, an Arya scene like that. I just wouldn't, right? <laughs> you know what I was but expecting you, that whole time was what? every every eye get down on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have been watching that, just like everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> um, but but the point is, with, with her, like she, what's great about that scene, and I don't know if that's ever going to happen in the books because the books are definitely different, and it doesn't seem like those two characters will probably ever end up together. Um, but in the show, they made it happen, and it made for an interesting scene because throughout the whole series, Arya was, you know, she really sought after the the, the god of death, and she trained um, with that, you know, becoming no one. Um, and now that death is the enemy, um, she is now almost choosing things that, you know, or for the living, you know, um, shying away from these men of war and um, having sex for the first time and really reveling in things that are much different than anything she ever did before. 
Um, because it is almost the end, and maybe and she, she made right a before that there. she leaves the hound and uh, Beric right on yeah. the you know she could have sat yeah, up there with him. him. She could have, dude. Yeah. That could have been or a throwaway scene. There was no reason for that scene. Except it was a, great a scene. It, was it was a very really? important scene. Yeah, the whole how is that an important scene? scene? You gotta explain <laughs> that to me because because she just was like, all right, you guys are you guys are turds. I'm out of here. Well, they're both remember, representations they of death. I mean, Hound gives that whole yes. speech to Sansa in the Battle of the Blackwater about I'm a murderer, your father's a murderer, Joffrey's exactly. a murderer, everybody they the men who have power are all the murderers. So then the whole juxtaposition of Arya wanting to go away from death and that idea. Yeah. Because the it's, other guy's been risen like like uh Hound said like nineteen times or, or something like that, yeah. <laughs> You right? know, even yeah, they're both representations. Lord of, of Light's going to be angry if he raised you 19 times for me to throw you over the wall right now. I liked that line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That well, was speaking of good. the Lord of Light, it is interesting that they keep referencing, you know, Melisandre and the Lord of Light around Arya. You know, what role does she play with the Lord of Light? Maybe it wasn't the God of Death that you know is really been guiding her this whole time. Well, we know dark arts know. is related to the Lord of Light. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's not that far. Yeah. It's not a like stone's throw away. No, but that was a, that was a interesting scene, um, to say the least, for that. But yeah, no, that was um, some good scenes there with her, with that. Um, then they've had that weapon. Now that you have uh, this big long staff, and it's obviously going to turn into something else as well, based on you know the blueprints for yeah. For it that looks weapons. like uh, Ray's going to show up and use her staff finally, so that's cool. Maybe <laughs> that'd be nice. Some crossover. BB is going to run over some dead bodies. <laughs> Now, speaking of weapons, this 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 episode and I'm a big like weapons guy, like I'm a nerdy D&D kind of guy, as you may not know, um, but what? I love weapons and Game of Thrones is like huge on weapons, uh, huge the books, especially <laughs> huge. And this episode represented so many different weapons and honored them in so many great ways. Um, and a lot of them have um, Valerian steel, which are important because John found out that they can be used to destroy these White Walkers. Um which, oh, like the uh, whole scene with coming up. Sam and Jorah. <laughs> oh, Sam and Jorah was the dragon glass, and then the Valerian steel. No, was, Sam gives uh, his, no. uh, his Sam, house's yeah. sword, the Tarly sword, to Jorah. Yeah, you're you're jumping my you're jumping the gun here. Okay, um, I'm not talking about that scene. I was talking about the scene <laughs> from like season three. We're bouncing all over the show. Yeah, right? Right? to what I so, want to talk about. This is totally bouncing around. <laughs> I know. I, I trust me. That's the point I want to get to. Cool. Um, but. So it was actually no one knew this until uh, Jon Snow found out that, you know, Valerian Steel can can kill these things. So that became important. And they represented that in this episode by mentioning, like you said, um, the, the, the sword, the, the Tully sword that they gave him um, and back to the how or uh, gave him because he lost because Jorah, Jorah, Mor- sorry, too many names. Jorah Mormont um, didn't have his sword anymore because it was given to Jon Snow. I know I was so when was I saw really that scene, cool I'm like, scene. why doesn't Jon just give the Mormont sword back to Jorah and then just take Sam's sword? You could have. Well, he tried. Didn't he try to give Mormon his sword? He was like, hey, this is yours. Yeah, he did, I want to say, was that last season when they were on the uh, Dragonstone? Yeah. Um, And he said no. He pretty much flat out refused it. He refused it. And at this time, it would have been like really in poor taste for him to say no, I think. Um, Especially since he could use it. And he owes Sam for getting the dragon skills off of him. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god, totally. <laughs> yeah. God, that was a hard scene to watch. It was a hard Blah. scene to watch. 
Yeah. But what's, other, what's also cool is there's two other really important swords that are now at Winterfell. Um, and one belongs to Jamie Lannister, and one, which is a widow's whale, and one belongs to Brienne of Tarth, which is Oathkeeper, both of which come from the same sword that was uh, destroyed and melted down. That was, that was Ned Stark's, Stark's sword. Yeah, Ned Stark's. Yeah, ice. So Sauron's they sword? both have the same <laughs> sword. Oh, and by the way, they're ve- this is very reminiscent of Lord of the Rings, this episode. Yes. And I think next episode, too, will be. Um, but yeah, it was melted down into those two swords. Now those two swords are together um, in Winterfell to fight alongside each other for the Starks, which I think is, oh, God, that's phenomenal. I mean, that's, that's just great writing. Um, I don't know if that's something the showrunners came up with or if that's something that George R. R. Martin said, hey, we're definitely going to have all these people together at Winterfell. Dude again, needs sure a nickname, these just, just as an aside. God, right? George R. R. Martin. It's too much to Georgie? say every time Georgie? you want to reference him. I don't him. know. Good old Martin. We'll call him Martin. Like the TV show. Martin A. Shanene. Sorry. Well, okay, so I'm going to jump back to the conversation with uh, Daenerys and Sansa and how that got sure. interrupted by, uh, by what was he, what's his name? Shit. Don't you gave me that look and that threw me way off. <laughs> great. Great. Theon? Reek. Theon. Everything about Sansa. I hate that she could yes. forgive Theon. There's nothing right? I could forgive Theon for okay. ever, ever that's, in a million years, no matter what happens exactly. to him. He's the most, Worthless, annoying character imaginable. Okay. 100%. And the fact that that the whole Starks, like, almost letter to the T is always the North never forgets or the North will always yeah. remember or the North remembers. Right, right. But they seem to always forget when Theon comes around. Oh, Theon, you're back. Oh, hugs. My, my only guess in that scene is that she was just... Glad that he helped her escape the. No, escape then they Bolton. they're I mean, together. The they're they're showing everybody at the end yeah. before the White Walkers. And and yeah, those two together. are together. No, screw that, dude. Sansa has some compelling lines so far in this season. She throws it all away by even at, that. By looking yep. at Theon. Acknowledging okay, him. I'm not yep. even saying he's like garbage. That she <laughs> she interrupted the. You're sitting with the Queen of the Seven <laughs> the Kingdoms. Queen? You're sitting with uh, Daenerys, the queen of the seven kingdoms, the with dragons and all that the BS, seven kingdoms. to go hug Theon. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was not my favorite scene. I mean, that did she there, forget sure. that Rob loses essentially because of Theon? Right. <laughs> oh, no, she, <laughs> she, she forgets everything, apparently. Half her family. Right. And a lot of it was due to him. Yeah, that that's one of those moments where you can tell that this is probably not going to be in the books. <laughs> um so uh, and then he's in the war room like and they're like, we need someone to protect Bran and Theon. Oh, I'll do it. It's like, it's like I don't you're the it. weakest <laughs> guy in here. <laughs> Bran should protect said, himself better shut. than you. Yeah, Bran's like, get out of here. Bran's like, I'll pass, okay? You want Arya or somebody? Yeah, dude, Let's get somebody real in here. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you can probably hang out in the me. crypt, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think about that whole thing? That's his, uh, fun. He's going to be in the Goswood. <laughs> Wait, That's what's fun? Thing, what right? was that? To, to lure him? No, they have about Bran being in the, the Godswood to be lured. To yeah, lure big Bran? Yeah, that's probably okay, the so biggest part of the story, right? That's, of this episode? Yeah. Especially since it's by the Godswood, which but, is, you know, get, uh, a pretty important uh, tree. I can't even talk. Oh, my God. There's so much to say. <laughs> there's uh, too much. The, motiv- the motivation you. behind the uh, king, the night king. Yeah, the king. The motivation yes. behind him is for us to forget. 
or for humans to forget. That is the dumbest thing. They couldn't come up with anything else. That's not that dumb when you think about how Sam positioned it, though. To Sam saying to... So, again, the Night King is a man, and he was betrayed by the first man plus the children of the forest. So he hates pretty much everybody. And to turn humans who think they're at this higher level into dogs, where dogs only care about their next meal. They don't have a memory and they don't care about tomorrow. They're focused pretty much entirely on the present. And that's what you turn humans into by erasing their entire history. That's a pretty, really horrible way to do things. (laughs) It's a much deeper theme than the, than the, yeah, it's way worse than just going to have to go to the Citadel. He's going to have to go to the Citadel and he's going to have to go from kingdom to kingdom and burn down every book. He's, He's going to be Hitler. He's going to be burning books. Brand's a good Maybe, starting I mean, point. Uh, Brand's <laughs> a good starting point because he has the history of everything, not just them, but all of history. You know, that's it. It's gone at that point, which is I, pretty crazy. I, I, uh, it's almost like the nothing from Neverending Story, which is one of my favorite villains. Which ooh. is uh, Wait, the cool. wolf? The wolf? The wolf. Oh, that was I mean, so good, nothingness. Yes. Just the whole idea <laughs> Can we of talk nothingness. about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> called, that. it's called death, dude. I know. Nothing. Anyways. Yeah, nothing. But the whole forgetting thing is a little silly. What's Maybe. what's the point of forgetting if everybody's dead? I, I don't think he, I think living in nothingness is worse than death itself. Like Tyrion said, oh, death is so boring. Right. And really, that's what it is. Imagine being alive without a past or a future. That seems yeah, worse fate than just being dead. Because dead, there's right. nothing. Well, but, you know, okay, here's, here's something. What about all the islands? What about the island where, where um, Grey Worm and his girlfriend wants to go? <laughs> Grey Worm's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. That was How are the White Walkers going to okay, get there? They, they can't cut swim. that scene from the show, and I wouldn't have cared. Well, no, they had, you know, you know why they had to have that scene? Because that's the last time you're going to see him alive. He's going to go into battle and die. They pretty much, they, they set him up for death when they said, we're going to have a great life on an island near a beach together and we're going to love each other and it's going to be wonderful and smell flowers. Yeah, that guy's dying. Mm-hmm. Most everybody in those scenes, <laughs> there's going to be a few people dying of every pairing they had. Oh, absolutely. That That's the whole point. That was the whole point of having them do all those scenes was because the majority of them are just going to die. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it also strengthens the, the point of uh, the Night King's purpose. You know, these people are good people that want to remember um, and to erase that would be tragedy. You know? But his his. It, it's all it's all moot if he can't get to an island. I mean, they're not they they're not yeah, boarding well, boats. They're the not he, uh, he going has an ice dragon. It's not that hard for him to fly across an ocean. That's one in, you know, a few he's minutes. one dude. Yeah, but he can go over there and start raising the dead over there. He started just as one man. He can yeah. do it again. It's not that hard. All right. You he's raising dead. Like, hey, but just think me. of it in the context yeah. of other villains. So Thanos got rid of half the universe, but the other half of the universe remembers that the other half's dead. Imagine if instead he kept he destroyed half and. He's like, Tony, no one's going to remember you. Don't worry. I think that's even worse than telling Tony those will remember you. Just like the Emperor in Star Wars. He rules the galaxy for 30 years or whatever. They're all in slavery. They're in horrible conditions or whatever. He's in power. It's not, we still know our Jedi past. It's not like we wiped him off the map. I don't, 
it, yeah, it's yeah. just a different way to look at a bad guy. It's not necessarily worse or better, but it's just a different motive and understanding. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> Maybe it's just not enough for me. Why no, can't for, his, that's all right. why can't whole, his, scene, his whole thing could just be like, just kill everybody. I just want to kill everybody. That's that's his motivation. That, that doesn't go with the whole motives of the show, though, because the show is about houses and legacy. You know, Tywin talks probably... 10 episodes by himself about legacy. Right. If you show up and you mention the word legacy to Tywin, you're going to be there for hours as he Ever. talks to you. Yes. <laughs> no, I won't. He's dead <laughs> on the toilet. No. Oh, yes. my God. But still. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Sorry, um, Josh. <laughs> by the way, folks, <laughs> Josh is here. Every time. Every time <laughs> he's here. He hasn't it's really fun having Josh here. Yeah. It's nice that he sits there and listens. So when, you know, when Bran, he's the three-eyed raven. I think Sam has an understanding of that, but does anyone else in the war room really have an understanding of that? When he and says nobody that, else asks a question. I know. When nobody nobody goes, goes, I would have said WTF when he said that. Like, what, who's this crippled boy in the corner and what the right. hell is three-eyed raven? And what the no hell one says anything. <laughs> Oh my, my god! Everybody's like, "Dude, you're a weirdo. Stay over there. We're war doing stuff. War stuff." It's so here's layout. the problem with a TV show or a movie versus a book: is you don't have the time to do that. I mean, it'd be great if we had a scene, but they probably did it off. What scene. Sam Wynn so told they could have already done eighty-minute episodes about this. I know. Make I'm it an eighty-minute episode that. like they did for the rest. If that's they if, if they are out of time, HBO will find a time slot for 30 more minutes. <laughs> but they don't. That's just the way showrunners are. They've been this way for for years and decades. And that's the this way is the is. biggest show HBO has ever had. I think they could spare it's 30 more minutes. Point. I, I don't think HBO is making any decisions on how if it was up to them, there would be a season nine and ten. And so oh, on. Oh, yeah, sure. for sure. <laughs> No, my assumption, I mean, I, I just assumed that they talked about this off screen. It's not important for me to see that on screen, honestly. Like, I'm not that dumb. I mean, I know they probably discussed this off screen. It's deep, though. Um, A lot of them are it hesitant is deep. It's of deep. magic and ideas that this little kid who we've known for this whole time, he's some star kid. Brant, he essentially, when he's talking to Jamie, he's like, that person is no longer here. When he's talking about his past. So essentially, right. Brandon Stark died on that day that Jamie pushed him out of the you know, in a way. steeple. Yeah. And so the three eyed Raven yeah. is taken over. And that was a really telling yeah. line in that whole conversation. It, it was a great, it was a great scene because then it also ties yeah. into the karma of Jamie. Think of what's happened to Jamie every second since he pushed Bran out of that window. Everything has been horrible. It, he's lost everything. Everything. <laughs> yes. He lost his whole yeah. fighting ability, becomes captured. He loses his hand. He loses Cersei. But, All his kids are killed. I mean, he's be, but but he's become a better person. No, I know, but it's just the whole that's, evolution that, of him. The, the great I forced your evolution because I'm I know. the three-eyed raven. <laughs> right. No, but I think that's a good point, though, is that uh, to see him, yeah, lose everything and become a better person is phenomenal. It was just right. great, that's great writing throughout the whole series, for sure. Um, but moving on from that, there's other points I want to go on because we're actually going pretty long this one. We are. Um, so there, there's the big scene. In my opinion, the one that's pretty much talked about across the internet is the the Lord of the Rings scene where they're all sitting in front of the fire. 
that seems to be where all the, the, the big kind of fun meme type stuff is happening in this yeah. episode. It's also a great, a great character interaction scene, right? You have, and it's typical in many war movies. You always have that scene where everyone groups up in the small room before battle and kind of tells their tales and sings their songs and cracks jokes and drinks wine. And it's just a great, that, those are some of my favorite scenes in movies or those kind of there scenes. There was a surprising and, amount of humor for it was that. Oh, you know, Game yeah. of Thrones has lost humor along the way over the most recent seasons. Well, this was probably one of the most humorous episodes uh-huh. that they... Yeah, for yeah. being as dark as it was, I think they had to go light in order for it to go dark next episode. Yeah, you know? for sure. Give us some brevity, for sure. But um, my favorite part, or two of my favorite parts, uh, one of which is a scene that I thought was never going to happen because it was briefly mentioned in the books. I'm like, that was the funniest thing I've ever heard, and they did it. And it was... Uh, um, it was the scene about the milk and how he became, how Tormund I became loved the that. giant. And I'm like, they're never going to do that. It's too weird. There's not going to do it in the show. And they did it. I'm like, I was laughing. So I literally had to pause the scene to laugh so, because it was ridiculous. Like, now, I can't believe that she did it. Do you feel that he is just, he's just a man who tells tall tales? Or oh, yeah, if, for sure. Yeah. When I read that in the books, I thought the same thing. I'm like, is this a tall tale? Is this yeah, because you know, I mean, all of his stories story. are very tall tales. When oh, he was telling it, man, I'm like, I didn't where I thought it was going. I thought he was going to say I killed the giant and then I was in bed with her with the wife and she didn't even notice he was gone. I thought it was going to be telling about his endowment, his man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he went a different way. No, it's a, it's a great scene. But for some reason, the way he plays that part, it almost makes me want to believe him, you know? Oh. It's like, you just got to well, feel like it's so is, believable. Who in that room is sitting there going, uh, oh, wow, what an interesting oh, wow. story. What, what a life no. you've lived. No, they're like, what the hell what kind of story is that? That's what was so uh, funny is just the position, like everybody else's faces when he's telling the story. <laughs> yes. And he drinks the whole thing yeah. and shugs it down. Well, and there but was no us... need for him to to spill it all over uh, himself. Of course, right? But it leads to an even, <laughs> even greater scene, of course, where, you know, he you know, he pretty much tells Brienne that, you know, he would knight her, he would knight her, and soon yeah. enough what happens? Jamie knights her. And that's a huge moment for oh my you know, God. For her the character face in that scene. was the cutest thing in the oh, world. Delightful, right? Oh. That's all she ever wanted. And there there she got it. And now she gets to fight as a knight alongside another knight with the two swords of Ned Stark. And oh, she dying. It's just a great. Oh, she <laughs> yeah, definitely dying. She did. Oh, she's definitely dying, man. But at least she gets to die as a knight of the Seven Kingdoms, which is great because that's her ancestry. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Awesome. That was a cool. Was a scene. Now, OK, so do we have predictions? Have everyone predictions there, too, for so. uh, episode three. Who's going to so, die first here? Let me say uh-huh. this before we get there. <laughs> okay, the okay, one okay, thing sorry. that I got scared of, they're in the war mm-hmm. room, they're talking about Brand being bait, and everyone's planted it out, and there's this whole overlying thing, oh, we're all going to die. And then I'm watching the show, and I'm like, there's, don't, I'm like trying to build up the Night King in my head, and I can see the path to his defeat. And I'm like, oh, they better not get rid of the Night King this easy. I'm seeing this super easy path to get rid of the Night King, and mm-hmm. I'm afraid that's going to happen. Because the Night yeah. King they've built up for seven seasons, I want him to utter devastation. <laughs> I think he is going to devastate a lot of people, but I still think he's going to die next episode. In one for episode. Sure. Well, you think he, they're just going to yeah. finish off the whole White Walker thing in episode three? No, I don't know. I'm not going to say that for 100%, but I see that as that's, one of the that's strong I see it too. And that's what makes yeah. me afraid, just because, I kind of you know, hope they don't. Josh showed that he got those three Night King pops, and I'm like, 
Right. These might go it's down in value really quick. <laughs> if what I'm thinking is going to happen. So I hope no, that it, it doesn't. Not. I hope I that it doesn't because we'll he's a really compelling bad guy. And to have these band of idiots just overcome him, I, I'm not all yeah, for that like, at no, all. not going to work. <laughs> nope. And they also didn't think in the ice dragon. They're like, oh, this is fine. We'll hold him off. I'm like, wait, what about his ice dragon? He's just going to come And that right was the one. The okay, so the guy from the wall who shows up at Winterfell, why wouldn't the first thing that he says is, by the way, they've got a dragon? Yeah, by the way, guys. Nobody knows I mean, that they, they have know. the ice dragon, except for no, him, and he doesn't right? tell anybody. He didn't tell wait anybody. A no, Bran told them, didn't he? No. I don't Nobody's think they mentioned, mentioned it. Nobody's mentioned any of the dragons. They might have mentioned it off barely. screen, like Bran telling everybody's three-eyed raven, but he sure oh, didn't yeah, mention no, it no, on no. screen. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. The <laughs> first episode of the season, he turns to turns to Daenerys and says, and they have your dragon now. Or something like that. I he specifically that. said that. It's like one of the very first things he says to her when he greets her. Um, mm. I only watched the episode five times, but I'm pretty oh, sure that's exactly God, how really? he said it. So they do know that they have the dragon. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But that'd be weird that they didn't plan for that. Interessante. Boy, very, very moy. Moy, moy, moy. Interessante. Interessante. Ah, so, oh, and then, I think, going back to what you asked, who do I think's first to die? I have no idea. But I do know mm-hmm. that every single pairing they showed, at least one of those people is going to die. And oh, then, yeah. what I saw you post, Prague, on Twitter about they're sending people to the crypt against a guy mm-hmm. who famously brings people back from brings the dead. I'm like, dead. oh my God. My I didn't even think about decision it. Ever. <laughs> and now all I can think about is all like Leanna coming back and killing somebody. I can't wait. <laughs> but they got to like great. claw through like brick and more yeah, brick and, and all stuff. that stuff. So, I, I mean, all I, I want it is to happen now. It doesn't matter. I think I it's built just it up in my happen. head. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is they're not actually going to come and attack them. It's just, gonna, you're going to hear a lot of the noises under there and like maybe their tombs start shaking and stuff, but maybe, nobody actually maybe. comes out. Maybe. But the thing is, where the hell else are they going to put all these people? That's the only place they have left is the crypts. So it's like, it's almost like a lose, lose situation for these guys. I, I thought know. Ned Stark told me that 500 good men could defend Winterfell from 10,000 men. Why do you need to go yeah. hide in the crypts? Just, we got Winterfell, right? bro, let's it. go! Just do it, <laughs> Well, I got uh. my prediction. I think Podrick's going to be the first one to go. Yeah, maybe. Yep, he's going to be our first on-screen death. You don't Put think it's going to be a big people, one? Podrick. He's got a Podrick, great voice, right. great singing voice, but you know what? He's That's just, why he, they let him sing. It. That was good. Yeah, that was part of his contract. He gets on screen singing time, and nice. it was good. I it actually was. really enjoyed yeah. it. That was a good song. Well, not only that, but I got chills because that's straight from the book, which was I never thought we were going to hear that either. So that was kind of cool, and it's a very important song. So um, who knows if it's meant to be like a. Uh, you know, just a ruminating about the past, or is it supposed to be a prophecy about the future? It could mean a lot of things, but it's a very interesting song, and they added they added to it as well. So, this might not be a very happy ending. Um, just That's based what on them I'm using hoping. that song, I'm sure hoping if it's that a happy ending, a I'm going to be disappointed. I'll tell you that. I mean, it's the song. It's literally the song of ice and fire. It's what brought you know, uh, Leanna and. Uh, Rhaegar together, mm-hmm. you know, that's the song that made her weep. We, ah, so, I found, I found a, the lyrics to it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's very simple lyrics, but it's a lot of ghosts mentioned. No, so uh, because a Podrick, lot of people died. I think it's that. too easy. I'm trying to think of a first death that would be jarring because they want to jar you right at the start. 
with a big one and then some smaller ones and then it ends with a big one what about like uh jorah mormont or gray worm gray no, worm big one yeah. No, you, Grey Worm's going to be well, around for a while because he's the fighter. He's going to be commanding that army for quite a while, I think, during the episode. Yeah, I think I want to say Brienne's <sighs> going to die quick, but she's going to be fighting a lot, too. I think so. I think it's going to be a, I don't know, like someone in the crypts, most likely. It'll probably start there without them like realizing Gilly? it. Like Gilly? Yeah, like Gilly or something. Which, um, by the way, she looks, she's, she must be pregnant in real life, and they just that's didn't. That's what I'm thinking, Yeah, too. she had yeah. to have been. Because they, they were really that. trying to hide with all that yeah. clothes. Yep. Or maybe she, maybe they're having a second baby on the show. You never know. Well, they would have mentioned something. I know. Come I on. Know. <laughs> I know. Sam would have been like, oh, uh, you, uh, you know, Gilly's pregnant. Uh, I'm going to be with her. Oh, oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. Excellent <laughs> Sam impression. <laughs> 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 oh. yeah. Have you guys seen the Gilly. theory that Sam is essentially George R. R. Martin? And I he's writing that, the whole yeah. story? Yes. Ooh, I ooh, I haven't seen that. But that's, that's a theory that's been around for quite a while. Actually. Yeah, I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I kind of like, like heading into it. It's almost like being a narrator in your own story, like you're in your own story. Right. It's kind of like R two D two. He's the narrator. Yeah, there you go. That's right. There you go. <laughs> I <laughs> called him he. Sorry. <laughs> My apologies. No, that's right. We all know R two. Yep. Don't want oh, to assume. Man. So yeah, Jenny Jenny's song is uh, very important. So that was a really really cool episode in my. But that, that's why I liked it because it's very character driven. It's very um, theme driven. Um, so it's cool. And I, I just see not perfect, but a lot of people were okay. disappointed online just because of the idea. Let's get on with the f- war. Come on, where's the Night King? All that stuff. And sure. you have to set it up before. If you just had a show where it was battles nonstop, that would get boring. You have well, to care okay, about so who's in the battles. I I can see where they're coming from, but. Just for the fact that we only have four episodes left now. Yeah, but they're you know, like 80 minutes each, though. They're going to be so long. <laughs> it's, it's like watching, like, uh, what, three different uh, Marvel movies back to back to back. There's going to be a lot of content. What's Marvel? We're going to get a lot. <laughs> <What's Marvel? laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Thought you, you know, it, that is, that. Uh, it's a funny juxtaposition because so hopefully you guys are going to be able to see Endgame this weekend sometime. And next yep. Sunday we have the Battle of Winterfell. So... Endgame back and the back, Battle baby. of Winterfell are going to be the same weekend. That's going to be really the mo- just almost crazy. Almost the most pop culture deaths together in one weekend <laughs> so ever, probably. So much deaths. Right? Oof. It's a big weekend for nerds, man. And then circling back, one scene that is kind of small that I really enjoyed was Arya at the shooting practice because episode one, Bran is mm-hmm. doing shooting practice and Arya wants to do it. You know, she's making fun of him in the back. She throws something at right. him. And now she's at Winterfell pretty much all by herself and she's doing the shooting practice yeah it's just a little little tiny thing and nailing it and nailing it yep especially throwing those knives too that was really cool a lot oh yeah that was was fantastic yeah yeah um yeah there's there's a lot to talk about i want to talk to forever because there's plenty more notes for me to go on but i think that really does uh yes summarize the the episode pretty well and why doesn't the night king just go around winterfell why does he like, circumvent it? Yeah, no, why because he he's got to get Bran because oh, he's he trying to Bran. kill Bran. That's it. He doesn't care about anything else right now. That's it. That all the people he wants are there. He could care less about the rest of the, the well, world. Couldn't right he now. have couldn't, gotten there quicker? Then, oh, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he could have. That's <laughs> if the he just cared about Bran, like before Daenerys showed up, he yeah, could have been killing Bran for like how many years now? Exactly. Oh, Bran was Bran yeah. was up above the north. 
Like literally, he was above yeah, the wall. He was wall. there in his territory. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Like, eh, I'll do it later once while. everybody shows up. I'll wait until <laughs> humanity has every possible resource at their disposal to protect him. Right? I'm going to wait until they're ready for me. Yeah, that's where I'll go. <laughs> yeah, interesting writing. That's for sure. So, yeah. guys, that's season eight, episode two. I know we're excited yeah. for episode three. We'll have a recap next week. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Check out at Secondary Heroes for updates throughout the week. All right. Check us out every Thursday at 7.30 PST for Fortnite. We stream live on Mixer, mixer.com slash secondaryheroes. Also, follow us on Twitter. We're doing another giveaway with a good friend of ours, Corgi Commander of Kingdom Hearts 3. So tune in. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. All right, park out. <laughs>